hello. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. It is my joy to be with you today. I have a wonderful guest on the show. We have an, you know, we have an, we have a great announcement for something that I believe that will really bless you. It's blessed my life and my wife um, already. And so, um, anyways, if you are new to the show, every Monday we stream an episode on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You can also get Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, um, Audible, anywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can tap in. Thank you for listening week after week. If you are a part of the Awaken Podcast family, just found out on listennotes.com that this podcast is ranked in the top 3% of podcasts worldwide. And so, that really means a lot that you guys share this that you guys, you know, you you guys are, anyways, The fa- I keep hearing stories of you guys sharing the show, churches, friends, family, hearing testimonies of what God's doing through it, and so it is a blessing. Thank you guys so much. This is Awaken Podcast, if you are new. Awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Ephesians 5.14, the Lord is awakening the bride of Christ, our hearts, to a place of first love. He is revealing to us who he is in a deeper way, what Christ has done for us, and he's showing us who we are in him, our destiny in the world, how we can impact the world with the gospel of Jesus, how we could release the kingdom and destroy the works of the enemy for his glory and his kingdom. And so that is the heartbeat behind this show. And so I have a great guest in the show. Her name is Taya. Uh, the fir- the world was first introduced to her through um, Hillsong United's multi-platinum worship album um, with songs like Oceans Where Feet May Fail. Many of you guys know that song. It went worldwide as well as Touch the Sky and many, many others. And since then, she has been an unmisp- uh, unmistakable call to worship across the world. She was with United, you know, Hillsong Worship, United. Um, you know, she has helped steward over a billion global career streams as well as perform to millions of people, several different countries all over the world. But the most important thing, she has a heart that is passionate for worship. She wants to point people to Jesus. And honestly, you know, we're talking about her first debut album today, self-titled Taya, and I've listened to it. I've, I've communed with the Lord, you know, I've had it on and it's really, it's got such a sweet presence of the Lord. And so we're, we're, we're going to be talking about this album. I believe it's, it's for this time. And so thank you, Taylor, for joining me on the show. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. This is such a, an honor to get to be here and that, um, and you shared such lovely kind words. And I just pray that, (laughs) that, you know, whatever's meant to ring true for people today, that it would by the grace of God, for sure. So cool. So cool. And I, I do want, I want to talk about your album. I want to dive in um, before we do that, though, I always love to hear, and you can give me the condensed version if you want to, but I just, I love to hear how the Lord first awakened someone's heart. So was it, a, was it as a child maybe, or was it later on in life? How did the Lord first capture you? It was, um, when I was five, I was in my bedroom that I shared with my little sister and my mom led me, um, in the sinner's prayer mm. to ask Jesus to come into my heart. Wow. and. I grew up in a Christian home, which I am really grateful for because I know not everyone has that same experience. Um, And I think because of that, I definitely got to be around worship, be around people who, it was a really small, tiny little church. And it was within that church that um, I kind of got to see the Holy Spirit at work. And Mm. it was a Pentecostal church and it was like my mom was waving around the purple flag and it's purple because it's, it's the significance yes. of royalty. And yes. I was, I was on the timbrel team, like doing the, I can do a mean tambourine. Like Come let me on. Just- <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's kind of my upbringing. And mm. I remember very early on, um, there was a, vi- a visiting pastor coming through this church. And when I say it's small, like 20 people was revival Sunday. It's yeah. like, Jesus coming back. Like, let's go. <laughs> so it was really small, but, um, I think because of that, it didn't have the pressure of needing to have, mm. you know, a particular form or like mm. having to get people out of the car park. So we could just linger in the presence of God. Mm. And there was this preacher. I remember when I was really young, he came through and he had the gift of healing, mm. one of the many gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, mm. yeah. and, um, and he invited all the young people around to lay hands on this woman's um, foot because it was like this, it was like really, really small. Um, and, one of them was smaller than the other and mm. asking the, the Lord to heal her and to have her foot grow. 
Um, and there is something about childlike faith. I think, I mean, we're not called to be adults in the kingdom. We're right. called to be mm. like children. And mm. I guess that's really to do with faith and trust and anything's possible with our heavenly father. And, yes. um, and so something about that really shaped me and marked me because he said, I want the young people to lay hands on this woman and we're going to pray together and believe in agreement for healing in Jesus name. Mm. And we laid hands, we prayed and her foot grew. Come on. And I saw that when I was like really, really little. So it's kind of amazing that that was like foundational um, experiences in my life. Like, well, God can do anything. I saw a woman's foot grow as we were praying for her and now she can walk without pain. And so uh, you don't think about it at the time, but I definitely think all these small little things, like even growing up my so my mom's um, deaf. Mm-hmm. She started going, um, losing a hearing when she was in her early 20s. Wow. And um, it's, it was a generational thing, but they believed and prayed, you know, my mom and my dad, that it wouldn't go to our generation, that it would stop at theirs and it doesn't go any further. Yes. And, um, and so anyway, so it's something that's come through her family side. And so she started going deaf at 20. Um, and she has hearing aids and she wouldn't really be able to understand what we're, we're saying unless she's wearing hearing aids. She can read a little bit of lips, but she didn't um, learn sign language, which I feel like we probably all should have just to sure. make something easier mm-hmm. um, in case the battery was out. But I actually remember growing up on the couch, which is also another, um, I guess, you know, foundational experience that I had growing up that my mom who's deaf and wouldn't always be singing in key or in pitch or couldn't hear it, playing the guitar and singing old hymns and worshiping Jesus. And so I think from her, from an early age, I also learned the sacrifice of praise and Mm. it doesn't have to be perfect. And that's not what it's about. But when we um, lift our hearts up in worship, something happens on the inside and and we soften and it's that it's like that old hymn, turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim mm-hmm. in light of his glory and his grace. And I think I, I'm not, not think, I know I'm so grateful for those foundational moments just mm-hmm. within our little family home. And um, I definitely think they, you know, um, shaped who I am today um, as part of the journey. And I would say as well for anyone who's listening who, didn't have that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say like God can use anyone and he can do anything and he can take, I've seen people, you know, um, give their life to Jesus. And in three months where God took them in intimacy and in devotional times, I, they were further in their relationship with yeah. Jesus than I was at that age. So I just want to say it actually isn't like Jesus can do anything and with Absolutely. anyone who he used the donkey, so I'm like, and he's evidence <laughs> like he can use me, he can use you, and you can also make changes. Um, you know, when you say yes to Jesus, you can actually change the generational line of your family and where the trajectory of your family line and your legacy will go. So I just want to say, you know, don't be like, oh, I wish I had that. No, like you can have that, and you can have that for your children's children as well. So be encouraged. Yes, that is so good. Amen. I love I love hearing about your mother's story, how she would sing, even though it wasn't perfectly in tune, like she but she had yeah. that heart of just worship for the Lord. Like when I went to I went to Christ for the Nations Institute in Bible school, you know, in two thousand and eight and through through twenty twelve, and I went on the mission field and we were up in the mountains of Malaysia and these little churches, like tribal churches, like twenty, thirty people squeezing into a little building and it was hot. And uh, like the worship team was like 12 year olds, you know, and like, and like, you know, a couple adults and then some 12 year olds singing. And it was like, I'll never forget because there was like five strings on the guitar and they, they were singing out of tune, but there was such a weighty presence of the Lord. And I would look around and I, I saw this man in a wheelchair, skin and bones, lifting his arms as much as he possibly could with tears streaming down his face. And it just, it just wrecked me. It was just like, wow, these people, it's not about form. It's not about function. It's not about being the most talented person in the room, the best voice in the room. All that's great. God, God will anoint it. Obviously he gave us those talents, but at the same time, like it's about, it's about the heart of worship. And anyways, that's, that's beautiful. So I love that you shared that because that's so good. That's so pure. That's important for people to know. Especially people are like, man, I want to sing. I want to worship. I do it in my bathroom. You know, I don't sound that great, but God loves it so much. It's about your heart. And so 
100%. And just yeah. like, how, how could he not be pleased with his kids that just want to bless his name mm-hmm. regardless of, mm-hmm. it, of, of, you know, like, I mean, it says in some in the message version, it talks about like a flawless performance means nothing to you. Mm-hmm. I learned um, God worship when my pride was shattered. And then it's like heart shattered lives before mm-hmm. you don't for a moment escape your notice. Yes. We, we have such a kind heavenly father. He just wants our heart. He just, and then how crazy that even if it's out of tune, even if it's not perfect, but because it's lifted with a willing heart, like how amazing that we can bless the heart of God, that we can, mm. um, I don't know, like my, my thing is I just want him to be pleased and to mm. smile. And mm. yeah, that's yeah. probably like my last mission. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the goal. That's the heart of God. That's the goal. And so congratulations on releasing your first self-titled debut album entitled Taya. And so that it just released a few weeks ago. There's a lot of songs on it. It's powerful. I want to dive into the heart of that a little bit, but before we do, and I'm doing a lot of precursors here, so I'm sorry, but a lot of people, a lot of people know you for oceans and your time at Hillsong. And I know that this is a um, new journey for you and it's awesome. And it's just the beginning um, but like, what do you feel like when you, when you were writing songs like oceans and touch the sky and when you were worshiping and you were serving in that capacity, like you are, you're in a new stage right now. And what, what did the Lord do in your heart to kind of prepare you for now releasing a new album? Like, can you share with us kind of what God did in your heart during that time to get you where you are today? Yeah, for sure. I mean, <clears throat> so I'm still a part of United, mm-hmm. still traveling with them, um, which is such a blessing because I didn't have older brothers growing up. And all of a sudden I've inherited like 14. There's 11 <laughs> of us like, on platform, but there's so many others behind the scenes again, mm-hmm. you know, enabling us to do what it is we feel called to do. Mm-hmm. And um, so what a joy. I have a bunch of older brothers and it was actually a lot of those older brothers that, you know, kind of called it out within me, kind of like seeding, like, hey, what about like a Teo project, you know? And I was like, because I'm not the person that's like putting out my hand, like, hey, like, you know, I'm more of a wealthy, not a CEO type, which again, I'm like, Lord, you know who I am when you call me. I'm going to have to believe that you're going to grace me for this because this is out of my comfort zone. And mm-hmm. and I was really being that worker, be happy to just, you know, be with the brothers and we're all doing this together and shooting things. Mm-hmm. and. Um, but to be honest, I'm so grateful for it's now, I kind of did the math earlier this year. It's now nine and a half years since I started traveling with United and being a part of, um, this worship team. And it's amazing because I didn't actually write any of the songs, but I have been given such a, um, such a gift in stewarding these words, mm-hmm. the word that I knew that was such a sacrifice for the songwriters to bring and to yeah. get it to where it was to then. And, you know, I've been a part of, you know, the album process and watching how much, you know, all my brothers like labor over this as well and mm-hmm. getting to be, you know, a, a little glimpse into what it was. And, and so I'm just thankful because it was actually through that song oceans that I really did discover what I think what my, calling was and my purpose was like I knew I knew but maybe not in the I don't know like maybe just the where where it's taken me I that was very unexpected (laughs) like I always knew that I wanted to worship Jesus and I knew that whatever I would sing would be in glory to his name Mm -hmm. and obviously music was something that God designed and created and Mm. you know songs are continually being sung in heaven and so this was a God no wonder it moves our hearts. No wonder it goes where conversations can't. No wonder it's it can be powerful. And so, of course, when you put the word of God to melody, that's just like, you know, the word yeah. is a double-edged sword and it yes. cuts through defense and leaves us, you know, open to the word of God because no one's impervious to it. And so, you know, getting to learn now the craft of, taking the word of God and putting it to melody. And for example, you mentioned right at the start when we were just kind of yeah. getting to know each other, like mm-hmm. getaway is scripture out of the message paraphrase translation. Mm-hmm. And I know not everyone loves that version, but it was the version of the Bible that made me fall in love with the Bible when I was 17. So wow, I will be awesome. forever grateful for Eugene Peterson for that translation. But that song is just, Matthew 11, 28, 29, 30, put to melody. Mm. And so 
you know, it's it's so lovely to hear that perhaps that would be something that would be refreshing to people by instantly, you know, bring not only the word of God close, but his presence in that moment to people. And so it's kind of been a crazy thing where I could only describe it as being the Lord Jesus, <laughs> making it very clear that this is the path to go to. Yeah. Again, being that little worker bee. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm just grateful because I think um, everything that we go through in life is meant to be, it's like a foundational thing for the next season mm-hmm. by the grace of God and everything that we learn. And hopefully we're constantly learning um, about who Jesus is and perhaps who we're not and things we need to let go of and constantly surrendering. And it's a just, you know, someone said, um, oh, it's such a stretching season. And I was just like, well, I, when you say yes to Jesus, it's called the stretch life. Like, yeah. welcome to... <laughs> to learning how to let go even more in every season. And so it's kind of, yeah, like wild that this album has been out for a couple of weeks now and it's just another season of letting go and trusting God. And I'm grateful for that song because at a time when I was stepping out onto platforms where I didn't feel qualified, I wasn't qualified. I didn't go to Bible college. I hadn't had singing lessons until I started touring after a little while and just going, God, like, you know me, like, I don't know what I'm doing on this platform and leading these people. Like, I'm sure there's more qualified people here, but I'm singing a song about trusting you and about stepping out and essentially you calling us out by your spirit. I want to be obedient and respond. And it's to a place I'm singing like thousands of times, if not more about to a place where there's nothing to support me. Like there's, there's no borders here and that's what I've been singing. And so I felt in this season, I'm like, I'm reminded that you gave me a gift of a song and I've sung it so many times. It's become this prayer. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like you're calling me out again. (laughs) (laughs) Which which You're like, really? Again? Like I've, I really don't like, I did the big move from like the country to the city when I was like 21. And I'm like, and you know, my husband and I just moved to America, which was a complete God thing. Cause it wasn't something that we were expecting mm-hmm. at all, but I'm like, again, welcome to the stretch life. Taya. you say yes to Jesus, he, you know, you got to be obedient to him. And he so, will like, he's done far above anything I could ever ask exactly. him. At Ephesians three twenty. Um, but it is a choice every day to be like, hands off Taya. Mm-hmm. This is his life and he can have full hands to it however he wants. Wow. That's so true. You know, that is the, I have, I'm actually in a series on surrender right now, but it's beautiful because that's the pathway to the abundant life. I'm teaching on the podcast on, on surrender because it's beautiful as we give, as we give him everything, as we exalt him and we, and we let go of things, he just fills us up. And just like, just like he said to the woman at the well, you know, he asked her for something temporal, which is water. Cause he wanted to give her something eternal, which is living water. And so he always goes above and beyond what we could ask or think according to his power within us. And so awesome. I love that, that heart of surrender and it comes out, it comes out in the album. You know, you really, you magnify Jesus so well. I listened, I listened to the whole thing. The first song I listened to, I love that you brought away that, that, that you brought up getaway. Cause that was the first song I saw. Oh, an album and I and I clicked on I clicked on Taya and then Getaway was the first one that popped up and immediately there was such a sweet presence of the Lord just inviting me into rest and inviting me into his presence. And then when the full album released, I I I I put it on, boom, and I listened all the way through and just spent time with the Lord. And um such a beautiful focus on Jesus, who he is to us in songs like Getaway, Lover of My Soul, All Eyes on You. Another song that I loved at the end of the album, Sorry to Grieve You, God, which is like such a beautiful heart of surrender. And so like to me, and this is, and I want to hear what was in your heart through the creation of this. But for me, it's just pointing, it's pointing people to Jesus, who he is, who he is to us. And just, it's like a, there's such a refreshing on this album to bring people back to first love and intimacy and just the the centrality of Christ. And so share with us your heart though, in, in creating this. Yeah, it was um, at the end of 2019 um, that we'd set aside six months at the start of 2020 to write this record. Mm-hmm. And um, I needed a word from God because I have this like, you know, an empty canvas, like how do you start and try and put any kind of form paint, especially 
as I hadn't been songwriting for like seven years, which is really naughty, but the Lord was really working my heart at the time. And when I moved out of home, told my parents, I'm going to become a signed recording artist and I'm going to move to Sydney. And But I'm the worker bee, didn't really have the the drive. And so I just went back to retail and started mm. serving a local church. And that's, you know, where I was found to be serving um, just on the worship team at youth, not at big church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when I got asked to come into the studio with United. And so, um, yeah, I mean, God just, again, does exceeding, exceedingly above anything we could ever ask or imagine. He does the creative best with our lives if we would just give him everything. Yeah. And, um, and so this was kind of, you know, I came from a conversation with Jolie. He's just like, what about the Taya record? And he seeded this like in 2016. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, and when I say he told me and seeded it, like he sent it in a group email to all of my older brothers <laughs> in United and me. Accountability. Anything. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like you're doing this on purpose, God. Yeah. So I have to do this because everyone else has seen this email. <laughs> so then I, he wrote to me, he's like, hey, I'm so sorry. I I said, realized I sent this to everybody and I haven't even talked to you about this. Maybe this is something that you want to do. I think it could be cool. And mm. we're just like, okay. And and um, this is going to sound hilarious, but it was within the, that was, um, I'd been married for one year mm-hmm. and obviously our calendar was really full with tours and, mm-hmm. you know, church life. Cause anytime that we weren't on tour, we were back home in church and serving on the weekends. And it, there's a very, you know, full, uh, a lot of fullness to that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, um, and I was sitting in the bathroom. The reason I remember this is because we had, there was like a beautiful old rental and there were all these tiles and I remember sitting down and I'm going, God, how are Ben and I going to have a family in the midst of all this stuff? Like my life is planned out for a couple of years already. And I feel like the Holy Spirit said, I will bring the margin. Mm-hmm. When I think about the margin, the margin on a piece of paper that has lined paper where we do our work or we write down our thoughts and our plans, there's a margin and it's got a red line and there is space. Mm-hmm. And when the teacher, like when you're in school, writes in the margin, it's like, it's the correction, it's the correct words, it's the direction, wow. and only the teacher is allowed to write in the margin. And I kind of just took so much courage in that moment, and then I didn't stress, and I was like, okay, God, if this is what you want to do, this is your thing, and That's I it. know you can bring the margin. And so it, the, yeah. margin was, the margin was the start of 2020, um, and we made all these elaborate plans of, like, let's go to Orange County, let's go to London, we'll ride in Nashville, like, and... um. And keep in mind, like, I haven't really successfully finishing a song writing as one of the co-writers, like, for seven years. And so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, Lord, this really is going to need to be a miracle time, you know. And so I'm just watching him. He spoke some words, um, not audibly, but by his spirit um, at the last gathering we had as a church without knowing that the world was about to shut down. And it felt like he spoke the words, this is to be like honey that it's to be sweet, palatable, easy to digest. And as it goes down, that it will heal some things um, deep on the inside, perhaps wounds people didn't know that needed tending to mm. and were even sore still And because um, honey has healing qualities. And so I wrote that down. God so kindly confirmed it that same day because my husband said he was out in wine country in Australia. He was helping a friend. He said he bought me a gift and he brought it home. He said, I saw this, thought of you you know, brought you a gift. And because it was in wine country, um, I just thought, you know, it was going to be like a cultural, like, let's get a bottle of rosé and start to be mature or something. Mm -hmm. And so then I opened this brown paper bag and it was a jar of honey. Mm. And that was the same day that God spoke. And I said, okay, you've spoken, God, I will (laughs) run this. And thank you for confirming. And so then the world shut down and we pivoted to Zoom. And so I started co-writing on Zoom, which was such a gift to me personally. And I say that tentatively because I know that season held a lot of loss and disappointment Mm -hmm. and so much for people. And I feel like we're still coming out of that season now and even just learning how to reintegrate into society and breaking bread together and coming back into church life and what does that look like. And, And there's so many different things that have been going on in the world. And so for me, a silver lining of that season was getting to learn how to co-write in my own home. It was a one-bedroom like rental apartment with my husband <laughs> and I was on my own piano. And I think it wouldn't be the album that we have today if it hadn't have been for that pivot because I think it would have been a beautiful album written for me because during this time, you know, seven years of not 
successfully co-writing, which is like finishing a song and being able to bring my creative voice and what I think or a word or something, Mm -hmm. even though I'm known for my voice, I just struggle to raise it in that capacity. So to have the time and the space to be able to find it slowly and find my confidence and just step out and and through that, you know, period getting to meet my co-producer, John, who John Garrett is an artist in his own right. And unbeknownst to me, when we first wrote together on Zoom, he was in Austin. He's working as a composer on um, an amazing film director's, mm. you know, latest film that's yet to be released. Wow. And he just felt a prompting by the Holy Spirit, you need to help this girl, <laughs> which I'm so grateful for because... Yeah. He has become one of my dear friends and a dear friend of my husband as well and him and his wife and his daughter and the way that they have helped me bring out what it is that I felt God had put on the inside. And even though I hadn't written for seven years, there was seven years worth of devotionals and seven years worth of um, scripture that perhaps I needed to marinate in and sit and meditate and chew on before I was to try and write it out and what that would look like and Um, so it's been an incredibly stretching time, but at the same time, for lack of a better word, it's been so sweet Mm. because I, I heard the Lord's voice by the Holy spirit and just the way that he would show up and, um, and just surprise us with some of these songs. Like, you know, you say getaway in May, um, to kind of finish the record. So we had been writing for like a year and a half over zoom. And in Australia, we're all in lockdown like most of this year and a half because we just do things a little differently over there. Oh, yeah. Um, and God bless America because I am here now and it's um, a little <laughs> bit free. I will say that. Um, <laughs> but I got called out of Australia, got permission to leave the country, got to sing with an incredible singer and artist from Italy. And that was in May last year. And then we realized once we got permission to leave, we should go to America and imagine if we could finish this record in person. What, what a joy to meet the people that I've been working with, like in the For flesh. Sure. And, yeah. Cause I'm thinking like, how tall are you? Like, um, I wonder <laughs> like, you know, uh, what, you know, what your coffee order is because we're all going to be like, you know, communing together in this Airbnb in Nashville. And oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it was such a, um, it was such a joy to get to do that in person and within three weeks. So we did a three week intense writing kind of retreat-ish in Nashville, this Airbnb, and we wrote six-eighths of the album. And then in the following, like, fourth week, we just recorded all those songs. And so it was such a gift. Yeah, like, just probably, like, in hindsight, it's, like, the voice is what I care about the most. That's my instrument that, um, that... I used to glorify God with, um, I played the piano, but this is, you know, the thing that I'm like, no, this is what I need to steward really, really well. Mm-hmm. And the other things as well, but just that mm-hmm. one in particular. And so that was probably really silly of me to think, oh yeah, four days in the studio hitting all these songs that we've just written to try and get it across the line. But anyway, God's grace is kind. And I had a little steamer, so <laughs> we were <laughs> of water and all that. And, yeah. um, and that's actually like, in it was the last, I think it was the second last day of that three week writing trip. We were so tired, and John Garrett, my producer and main co writer, this other girl, Lindsay Sweat, who is also just such a sweetheart, and she's another one that wrote many of the tracks with me as well. Um, we were kind of just tired and we we're just sitting down, and um, we just took one of my voice memos, and that's where Getaway came from. And it was such a sweet surprise, like, we weren't expecting that little, yeah. It's kind of like a little one that like gets you, but you don't realize why or how. And just by the grace of God, and it's scripture. And it, we finished it. Took a little sigh of relief because we just said, oh, "I think I needed that. <laughs> I think I needed that little moment of, um, you know, come away like that invitation from Jesus in Matthew mm-hmm. eleven twenty eight, like, um, come away with me. Like it's an invitation, and yet for some reason it's the hardest thing to do. Sometimes mm-hmm. we just want to like do everything we need to do. And like, I've got a list and I've got, but that invitation is there now. Yeah. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Are you burnt out on religious things? Are you tired? Like come take a real rest with me. Like I want to show you how to do this. Walk with me, work with me. Like he's the one that we're yoked to as well. Like it's not, it's not, you know, like God knits us together in our mother's womb and then 
we're birthed into the world and then he's like do a really good job and peace out and I'll see you at the end and I'll give you a score like that's sure. not not like he says no work with me and watch how I do this let me show you the unforced rhythms of grace I've given my spirit to you he's an ever-present help in time of trouble like mm-hmm. take heart of overcome the world like there's so much that we have and so much access to God and sometimes we just settle for so little and so I just pray that through this whole learning process for me that um that it would all of it would point to Jesus because I'm just like as as um surprised and sweetly surprised of just like we did it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like this is yours. You can do whatever you want. Like we're just trying to be obedient and so so grateful. I've I've sent getaway to probably half a dozen people already that I know just need to get away with Jesus. I'm like, you gotta listen to this. You need to spend some time with the Lord on this one. I just sent it over to him already. And so it bless I know my truck is like my sanctuary when I drive around because I do a lot of travel. So when I travel, I got, you know, and I make my my vehicle, my, my sanctuary to the Lord. And I listen to that a lot. And so I'm going to ask you one more thing. And you may or may not like this question. I don't know, because it's like you can't ask somebody who their favorite child is. Right. Because we, we love them. We love them all so much. Right. But, you know, yeah. this is this is a packed album. Is there one that is especially special to you or or is it is that a hard question to answer? I feel like it's it's definitely a hard question to answer because um because I can personally tell you the little stories of um like Narrow Road. I wrote that for one of my friends who's a, a woman pastor and she was in a very isolated um location and season of her life mm. and just the watching her faithfulness and how she has found the narrow road that most people don't choose to walk with the Lord and just the confession of there is so much life there on that narrow road more than anywhere else you could ever be when you're walking with Jesus. And so there's that one, there's glory hallelujah that came out of randomly reconnecting with my primary school teacher in just before the world shut down at that women's conference where I heard God speak to me about this record. And then a couple of months after when we're all in lockdown, her son tragically passed away who I went to high school with, um, primary school with, sorry. And so then just being moved of not wanting to negate the human experience and talking honestly about what it is to um, give our 10 DS to Jesus, even when when Mm. faced with grief, like true grief that you just, you can't run away from, you can't like turn because it's your in in your own family and something that you, are facing and yet as Christians, Jesus took the death out of, took the sting out of death. And what is our confession, even in the midst of grief? Like, what will I say? What will I believe that there will be a brand new day that one day I'll get to look at you, Jesus, where the tears fade away and in your brilliance, everything else that does not matter mm-hmm. will fade. And we, where we are healed and ho- like, there's so many things that I could say of like mm-hmm. all these songs and not ashamed of, it's kind of sounds like a dark song, but it's the gospel, but it's costly and it costs Jesus everything. It mm-hmm. costs heaven. And, and for people that are in the persecuted church, it costs them everything. Yes. And I have a friend who um, so graciously has been sharing about the persecuted church for many years. Um, and he graciously also gave me a little clip at the end of that Um track to play there because it's people who are one giving a declaration of their faith and also worshiping in a place where if they got caught doing that they would no longer be here and so i wanted to put that in the last like five seconds of that track and so to me there's there's so many things that are special but even though i've talked about all of them i'm so sorry <laughs> the, two, <laughs> the two that really are kind of special ones for me in particular is canticle and sorry to grieve God. Canticle is, um, the definition is like a hymn or a chant um, based on liturgy. And it's, and it's usually like something that people can say in one accord. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's based on St. Patrick's prayer of protection. And he wrote this in the fifth century. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he would pray this when he was out sharing the gospel and he would, and we started every writing session in Nashville for that three weeks together with this prayer liturgy. 
and we'd start with silence and the first thing that would come out when one of us would feel prompted to start and sometimes it would be minutes or five minutes or even a little bit longer and um and it would we'd say in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and then it would start with whoever felt prompted who is it that we seek we seek the lord our god do you seek him with all of your heart yes christ have mercy do you seek him with all your mind yes god have mercy like mm. it was the most beautiful rich um with theology and mm. perhaps prayers and things that people had said and spoken for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And so Canticle was one of the little prayers within there that said, um, Christ is a light, Christ is a shield, Christ beside me on my left and my right. This day be within and without me, lowly and meek yet or powerful. And I text my husband after writing that song with John. And we weren't meant to write that day. We were meant to do production, but kind of classic when you're just waiting on the Lord and you feel prompted, go with the obedience of no meant to be yes and i told my husband i said if i'm known for no other song other than this one for the rest of my life i would die happy because what else would i want to be singing other than christ in front of me christ below me christ above me christ at my left christ on my right like jesus have your way essentially yes Yes. and so i was like so i love that song and john guerra who i it just was so poignant that that would be a song that he would feature on that's the only other feature or um really the voice that you hear on this record Mm -hmm. and he's such a gift and he's um yeah i just i call him john the baptist he's just such a kind potent he doesn't eat locusts but i know he eats honey which is great Um, (laughs) and um and my husband hilariously is also singing on that track he's one of the gang vocals for this track which the other crazy thing is that's the demo vocal because you can also hear the fridge in the background oh, just yeah. like humming a little bit because we just realized that nothing that we recorded after that wouldn't capture the moment that we had in that. It was just r- raw, honest. We weren't performing because I didn't think this was going to go anywhere. It's just the demo vocal. Yeah. And um, and he's not a singer. Like John's like, yeah, yeah, just like, you know, get him to, we'll just get him to like sing on the gangs. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I... I don't think Ben can actually sing. Like he sings harmony, but he doesn't know he's singing harmony, which is like <laughs> not the melody. And so I'm like, yeah, oh God. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we'll just do it. So I told my husband, expecting him to be like, like catch you. Like there's no way that's happening. Mm-hmm. But he did anyway, came in and I had to hold it together. Cause if I thought about my husband is singing gang vocals on my <laughs> demo for this album, I would roll on the floor laughing, not be able to come back. For Cause sure. I'm just, we're like, you know, sharing a can each from the headphones and I'm like teaching him how to do the things. And mm-hmm. I'm like being a choir director, like Christ as a light, Christ that like just, it was too much, but what a <laughs> gift. I got back those credits and I saw John Guerra, like featuring John Guerra, lead vocal Taya. And then it says backing vocals, Ben Gorkroja. So <laughs> it's not a lie. He actually did. And that's cool. The, um, yeah, so I mean, I love that, and just that final one. Sorry to grieve you, God. I couldn't think of a. I know the the name is quite jarring for people, but I was lamenting through that song, and I. It was actually from a page of I had these art diaries when I started writing this record, and um, I would put everything in there, right? Because I'm old school. I love pen and paper, and mm. you know, I want a paper bible and. I have it on my phone as well in case you're on flights, but I'm old school, like break your back because you got 10 books in, in you know, in your <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. But um, it was, I was learning to lament and it was during 2020 and just um, it was particularly the Good Samaritan story that I was also, um, whilst all these events were happening and, um, you know, racism being highlighted for people who perhaps, and I put myself in that category, who could look away mm-hmm. all of a sudden being put in front of you in a way that you couldn't deny it because mm-hmm. everyone was in their ha- their homes and in lockdown. And, um, and I was just thinking about how, how many times have we like not extended our hand to somebody who's asked whether it's, someone that's on the street begging for money or whether it's um, someone who's reached out and we are so busy or we just choose to cross the street or whether it's like in a heart, in our mind or physically and just lamenting it all and just going, God, like Mm. I have 
you know, where have I been so unmerciful? Because I was also then reading in scripture where it talks about later on, God, um, Jesus is going to separate the sheep and the goat. And these are people and the sheep are the ones who um, not only know the voice, but, Mm -hmm. you know, when, because he says like, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was in prison, you visited me. When I was thirsty, you gave me food. And when I was naked, you clothed me. And they said, Lord, when do we see you do this? Um, because we've never seen you needing food or being naked. And he said, well, when you did it for the least of these, you did it unto me. And then for the people who were the goats, they're the people that said all these things. Like I cast out demons in your name and I did this and this. And he says, get away from me. I don't know you because you didn't do these things for the least of these. And I was just, again, lamenting and just going, God, like, you know, um, mm. we speak your name and we do things within your name, but, you know, we've got it so wrong in so many ways as a society and as humans, um, how we become so numb mm-hmm. well. And, and so I was just like writing this stuff down and, and then I just one day saw it um, during this season, just my little lament. And I didn't know that's what it was at the time, but that's what I was learning how to do. And, um, and sitting with it and sitting with the Lord in it, which I think is also key because anywhere else it's just hopelessness without the hope of the world, Jesus, hope for humanity. And so sitting with him in it and letting him speak. And from that place, um, I just put to melody what those words were. And that's where sorry to sorry to grieve you, God. Like I'm sorry to grieve you, God, which is like one of the worst sins, like grieve the spirit of God. And so I was just saying sorry. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, then just like also talking about Jesus and how if I was there, would I be the one? You know, I had the goal to cry out for Barabbas. Mm-hmm. And yet you in your obedience, like you said, like, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. And then you gave up your life. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's, who, that's who we're meant to be more like. And I just felt the challenge of that and I needed to repent. And then throughout the that song, the confession changes to, I just want to thank you, Jesus, because I have everything that I need because of you. Um, and without you, I have nothing, but with you, I have everything. You did everything on that cross. And if you did nothing else, like I'm just to say thank you because it's enough. And then on top of that, um, then it goes into, I just want to praise you. And then the last little phrase, which I love that that would be the last thing that people would hear is, I just want to please you, God. Mm-hmm. I love that. Honestly, that was that song jumped out at me and your heart is really felt and you could tell it comes out of a personal uh, personal experience or what the Lord was doing in you. And honestly, a lot of people might not even know this name. And I was introduced to this individual in Bible school, but Keith Green, um, Uh, Keith Green is one of my favorites. You know, some people have a hard time getting past how old school it sounds and everything. But the heart, first of all, the the prophetic nature of his of his songs, his words, his heart that shines forth, but the vulnerability, you know, the Mm -hmm. conviction in some of his songs where he challenges the body, but then also reveals his heart and where he's at and then brings all the glory to God. And, you know, like to me, that's needed in right now in this time. So a song like sorry to grieve you, God is, is, is from your personal experience, a revelation that you've received, you know, what God's been teaching you, challenging you, convicting you on and letting your heart be seen in the vulnerability. And we need more music like that. We need more songs that bring that. And so, um, honestly, one of my personal favorites on the album as well. And so, um, thank you for just kind of not just right. You know, I, I could tell, you know, that these songs come out of a, um, a pure place, um, with the Lord and that you didn't just write songs to write songs. This came out of your intimacy with God, as well as what he's taught you and what he's brought you through. And so, um, I would love to, man, I wish we could just keep talking and talking about this, but how could you, how could people, I know on Spotify, the album's there, it's launched, Tay is on there, all the songs are on there. And so is there another way you would want people to connect as well as get a copy of the album or how do you want to share with us that please? That's very kind. Um, firstly, I would just say, I love that you mentioned Keith Green because (laughs) I was shaped by Keith Green's. Um, cassette like songs for the shepherd it was a little yes. for everyone yes. a, little bit a little cassette is a white little plastic thing that had this little tape on it and unfortunately if you broke the tape then you had to buy another one <laughs> <laughs> um, and just I actually read um 
his autobiography or well, his biography that his wife wrote about his life, No mm-hmm. Compromise, mm-hmm. Um, at, during 2020 when I was writing this record. Wow. Out of it. And, um, and I had always known about his life because I had known his songs from a little girl. And, and that's, you know, that was like the soundtrack part of my childhood is listening to Keith Green's songs and just, Oh Lord, you're beautiful. And there's a ridiculous, like so many different songs, like, Oh my gosh. But getting to read this book, Melody was so kind in putting, um, little devotion, like Mm. from Keith's own journal and his journal with the Lord, which is, I kind of saw myself in that because that's how I journal. I write out my prayers and it's, like I literally say like, good morning, Jesus. <laughs> like, and then I go from there. And so I resonated with just the way that he would talk to the Lord and he'd write it down. And it was so poignant and impactful for me to read this whilst, you know, cause um, he tried to, you know, before he met the Lord, he tried to be famous and was in LA just like at all the clubs, like playing all his music. And he's so which obviously God had a greater purpose for this guy than just famous and everything and didn't allow him to step into that until he had, you know, crossed over into from death to life and Mm -hmm. like this purpose, here we go. And so, and I'm so grateful for that because my life was so shaped by his desperation for the presence of God and even prayers of like, you know, he'd be under a piano, just like crying out to God. Like, if I don't feel your presence go with me, essentially the Moses thing, I don't want to go. Like, Mm -hmm. please don't ever let me go. You know, and I feel like as a worship leader, I had that moment one time when I, I'm i a softie and I just cry all the time because yeah. I cry at Jesus and he's in everything. So mm-hmm. I'm just a lost cause in like services and everything because I'm like, oh, <laughs> and then one time I said, God, I don't want to be this soft. Like not anyone else is like weeping all the time. So just take it, take it away. And I went into a service and I felt nothing. And I remember at like getting back in my car, give it back. Like, I don't care. Like, I'll cry <laughs> my life. I yes. want to always know and sense that you're there. Like that is the joy of my heart. And so I understand because he was kind of praying a similar thing of like, please don't ever let me not sure. know that you're there or feeling your presence. And, and even that's, you know, that's, I think that's an old practice as well with like brother Lawrence practicing the mm, presence. Of God, one of my you know? favorites, one of my favorites. Gosh, like mm-hmm. constant communion, which we all have. Mm-hmm. We have the opportunity and yet still Oswald Chambers always talks like we settle for such little access. And yet if we would like unbroken communion with the Lord, bring him in every detail. He wants to be there. He's there present, but he's such a gentleman. He doesn't force himself. He doesn't make you do anything, but he's just waiting there saying, Hey, if you seek me, if you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. Mm -hmm. I'm not hiding. That's right. And so I just, I just love that that you mentioned um, Keith um, because it's such a, impactful human and i can't wait to one day tell him in heaven just thank you you know oh, because, I know. because of your obedience it's like mm. um what does oswald's wife say even oswald chambers and his wife would just you know that devotional my utmost for his highest still yes. read every day and she said it's going to be one day like casting bread upon the waters and we will wish that we had trusted all the more greatly when we finally get to heaven and just see and just go i had no idea and so all that to say, if you go to teaofficial.com, then you can get all the information. <laughs> but maybe I should be, I should actually just be selling those books on there as well because they've had such an impact on my I life. I know. I read those books too by <laughs> Keith Green. I've read a book that he wrote. I forgot the name. It was so long ago, but it was just little devotionals. It might be the same thing, but I think it was called No Compromise. I think that was it. And I read that maybe seven or eight years ago. So impactful. But his songs are just. A lot of people look at me like I'm crazy when I bring up Keith Green, but when I bring up Keith Green and then someone's like, yes, I'm like, okay, I found somebody that understands. I found someone. He's a song called My Eyes Are Dry. My Eyes Are Dry. And he says, my eyes are dry. My faith is old, you know, and he's going through like this struggle of like, my prayers are cold. And then, but, but, and then he just talks about the wine of God. So it's like, I love the progression of like, God, here's the state that I'm in. But mm-hmm. I need your love to wash over my heart. I need the wine of your love. I need, you know, like oil on my heart. And it's just like so real, so raw. And so anyways, Keith Green, when I find someone who likes Keith Green and has been touched by him, I'm like, fantastic. <laughs> I found someone that gets it. And then and then Brother Lawrence changed my life. That whole book was just, I believe mm-hmm. in the power. We have unlimited access to the presence of God because of the finished work of Christ. His broken body tore the veil. He's in us. We're in him. We can commune 24-7. 
That, that, that is the gift and that is the goal. That's what it's all about. He's our reward. And so awesome. I love it so much. And so I highly recommend for those who are watching, watching and listening right now to go ahead and go to Spotify and go to Taya official and go to Spotify and listen to the album. It'll bless you. And so thank you so much. I know life is wild right now with the release of your album. Thank you for spending some time with me today. So good to hear your heart and talk to you. Oh, of course, Michael. Thank you for having me. And thank you to everyone that's just tuning in. And we just pray that you are blessed as we, you know, came around and just talked about Jesus because um, it's so sweet because I feel like he comes close in those moments, you he know, does. two or three, where two or three are gathered, he's there in the midst. But mm. I just think when we mention his name, like he's just like, hmm, I'm going to come and commune with them. And so absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yes. It's my pleasure. I'd love to have you on again in the future as well. And so for those who are watching and listening, thank you so much. Uh, Subscribe, rate, review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they could be blessed. They could be strengthened. They could be awakened by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Bless you. And I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org. Org, lifeportoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you. <laughs>